Hey there, everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2022. And welcome to Season 8 of DJ Breast Cancer. Um, If you've been tuning in, you know that this season is all about sharing the written word. Know that your story matters. It is about how our words have power. It's poetry with a little bit of purpose. Writing has been so therapeutic for me, especially in the midst of difficult chapters in my life. Putting pen to paper helps me take some of the pain and worry and give it a name. It feels somehow a little less scary when I see it scrawled in my journal in my own handwriting. One part messy and one part message. Unlocking the secret voice inside of me, the doubts and the fears. Do you want to know the why behind the poems and the stories? When in doubt, write it out. Remember, it's your story, your life. You can share as much or as little as possible. So take my hand. Let's find the light in the darkness. Episode four is Fog and Bullies. One of the hardest parts of my cancer journey. It was about chemo and the fear of losing my identity in general. Fog and Bullies. Like a ruthless gang of bullies holding me down for a few days, suppressing me, keeping me captive, no longer the energy to speak my real voice, a shell of me. Like a thick San Francisco fog, rapidly rolling in, you couldn't see out, you couldn't see in. All senses dulled, not myself at all. I know the fog is lifting. I have been through this before. The bullies will be back in two weeks. I can no longer hide, but I will be ready. So as I kind of read through this poem and kind of look back, obviously this whole poem is written about fog and bullies. So I'll kind of break down each of those, um, you know, pictures that I'm trying to paint. So with fog, you get, you know, this sort of haze, um, which chemo really does just mess you up. It just puts you into this kind of random crazy haze um, and it kind of rolled in as the chemo you know enters your bloodstream and then it wasn't you know so rapidly that it rolled out but it kind of stuck with you and then it just kind of slowly receded into into you know the abyss I guess Um, and and I've traveled a few times to San Francisco um, some for work and then um, some to visit friends in my past and I do remember distinctly going up to a a rooftop and eating some really delicious chips. Um, you could tell I'm very food motivated. Um, and just watching the fog roll in. And it was really this kind of cool experience to see this San Francisco fog, uh, roll in. Obviously I think, you know, you know, too, that like none of the planes can get out, none of the planes can get in, but this sense of fog and this just like slowly kind of eerie, Thing that just kind of comes on into your brain. Um, it's, it's really, really a true thing. And then in terms of the bullies, um, you know, chemo is a bully. Uh, it's really like this thug that's going to like beat you within a pulp of life. You know, you're almost, almost dead, but it's meant to kill everything else that's bad, the cancer inside of you. And I guess to me, it really kind of reminds me that, you know, like bull- bullies, chemo is kind of an asshole, but really cancer is a bigger asshole. And so um, it's just kind of this, you know, uh, again, this picture of, of bullies. And then I think the theme that comes up a lot is this like shell. There's this a shell of me. 
And that's really important to me. Um, I know I felt often going through chemo that I was still there in body, but it's almost like the spirit was repressed in a lot of different ways. Um, so my body was still there, still functioning, still moving, maybe not at full capacity, but everything felt dulled. And I just, you know, encourage people to know if you're going through this, that this is normal and, you know, you will get back. And, and it's not something, again, like that fog that kind of rolls on in, but slowly rolls back on out. That's kind of how it was for me. And there are still effects from chemo that I felt many months after, in some cases years. Um, and I had to kind of learn to trust my brain, learn to trust my intuition, learn to trust again. And that takes some time, but... I just want to share and encourage that that this is a very normal feeling. Um, I do speak about the two-week increments, um, and I think that that's, you know, I was going through adriamycin cytoxin, the red devil, as it's also known as, and so that two weeks, that break from chemo was such a respite, you know, in, in such an oasis. Um, I would start to get my, you know, hunger back, and then I kind of knew that this fog had receded, and that... I was then kind of getting ready for the next time. Um, so it was this, you know, two-week, you know, cycle that happened four different times for the Red Devil. And then I went on to have tamoxifen, which was, ev or sorry, Taxotail, which was every week for 12 weeks. Um, but the Red Devil was really, really the hardest. Um, just so many side effects. Um, you know, you had to go to the bathroom, then you couldn't go to the bathroom. And, um, you know, just no hunger whatsoever. It really did ravage, you know, like on my body for sure. And then I do want to think like there's just an element of the poem that kind of talks about how I will be ready. And I think that that's kind of interesting um, because I did find that over time my body adjusted. Um, so chemo's hard. It's hard as shit. I'm not going to lie. But it's, it's chemo's very cumulative. And so it does add on and add on and it gets really tough. But you also get smarter and you also get to learn your nemesis and you get to prepare. You know what kind of buttons are pushed and not pushed. Again, not to say that there's never a surprise or, oh, now your potassium is lower, which happened to me. Um, but you do get to learn more of like, uh, you know, your, your, your shortcomings, your feelings. And then you kind of can adjust and anticipate and somehow just the mental anticipation of knowing what's going to happen. I always found like the newest thing was, was hard. And then I kind of learned, adjusted, adapted, moved forward. But that first thing is always so difficult. And then, you know, looking back at this poem, you know, this was written in 2013. And now, you know, we're here in 2022, which, you know, like nine years almost later, it's really kind of crazy that there's so much more conversation now about bullies just in general. Um, you can hardly escape, you know, watching anything about middle school or high school without the topic of bullies being so, um, you know, on the forefront. And so I do think that there's, you know, a lot now it wasn't really my intention as I wrote it. But now kind of looking back, it's just kind of an interesting perspective of all the social conversations that we have on bullies, um, you know, of, of all kinds of bullies. And I think, you know, obviously it's not a good connotation to have a bully. Um, and I do think in this case, you know, whether it feels more like the mafia and like this thug, like this chemo really does just kick the crap out of you. And that I think is the picture I did want to, you know, portray in this is... 
just how relentless these bullies are. And, you know, but you get up and you get back and you keep doing it again. And, and it's really hard. And I think, you know, that also kind of relates back into this importance of identity. It was really hard for me to continue to feel like me. And I think that that was one of the hardest parts of going through cancer. Um, you know, I, I was mourning this loss of not being as mentally sharp as I normally, you know, am and not trusting my brain and not trusting, you know, my intuitions and just in general, not feeling like I was on top of it. And then I'm also just kind of a person who, whose worth comes from a lot of the deeds that I do or the jobs that I do or the tasks that I complete. And I couldn't do all of that with chemo. And so I kind of had to accept all of that. And it was really hard. Um, and, and, you know, chemo went on for me for a long time. So I started in October. I didn't officially end, I believe, until um, it was either late February, March. But, you know, it was months of my life. And then even then, you still kind of had this fog residual that kind of, um, you know, stuck around for a while, too. So that's kind of what I look at when I look back at this poem. Um it's definitely hard. It definitely brings me back. I definitely can remember those times where I did not have any hunger. I did not feel like me. I did not know when this was going to end. But I can just tell you, you know, now eight years out, you know, I, I can look at it with a different set of um, eyes and, and tell you, I do feel like me. And maybe this me is not exactly 100% the same as the me in 2013 when I was writing this poem and going through chemo, but it is a me with purpose and it is a me with, you know, a passion and I am no longer a shell. I am a whole being. And I think that that's, you know, just important to share for wherever you are at in your journey. So next up, next um, time I'm coming at you with a poem, it's a crowd favorite. It's called um, Slow Dancing in the Kitchen, which is sort of a, a cancer love story. So I'm excited to share that one with you. And again, if you have a piece that you want to share, or maybe you're shy and want me to read it on the podcast, uh, feel free to email me at djbreastcancer at gmail.com. We all have stories. What is yours?